Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin. Steven. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I feel like it's been a while since we've talked. It has been a while since we talked. Um... For listeners out there, Dustin and I are recording this the first week of June. Um, things years gone by so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's a crazy <laughs> year. It's a crazy year, and uh, this this week has been particularly crazy in the U.S. And uh, we're we're gonna we're we're gonna do like our normal show with the normal comedy type stuff that we normally do, but just wanted to take a break at the beginning just to kind of uh recognize what it is that uh the world is going through it's not not just the u.s they're um they're doing protests all over the world now um uh saw people in spain holding up signs that said i can't breathe and um stuff so it's uh it's it's become some somewhat of a a capstone for the world to um, to, to talk about racism. And, um, a lot of times in the U S we are very U S centric and we think like, like what's happening here is, uh, you know, necessarily a very important thing. Like the whole world would know about it. And, uh, that's usually mm-hmm. not true, but it really does seem like the, the rest of the world has caught on to, um, what's going on here. And it seems like, from what I can see, like most of the rest of the world is really supporting the, um, the, the movement here, the black lives matters, uh, movement and like the, the other movements associated with equal rights. Um, mm-hmm. and so that has been a super cool thing to see around the world. And it's, it's absolutely something that Dustin and I both believe in. Um, we, we announced this in the Facebook group, and I'm going to say it here, too. We were going to uh, give money this month, uh, th- the money generated by the podcast, the Patreon, and like our anchor ads and everything that we do. Uh, we're we're going to donate money to the Trevor Project, and since everything has happened this week, um, we're instead going to donate that money to Black Lives Matters. And uh, I, we're not like ditching out on the Trevor Project. We're, we're going to donate to them next month. What what we what we make next month in in July because we believe in that that's a really good nonprofit good charity too, um, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, it it's it's something that we can do, um, and right now um, it's tough I would say to think about giving money to any sort of cause when we're both out of work, um, <laughs> you know essentially. So, uh, this is, this is something that we can do because we weren't relying on any sort of money from the podcast to begin with. Like all the money the podcast makes, we typically reinvest into ads and other things for the podcast, buying new mics, buying new equipment. And, you know, we have pretty good mics, we have pretty good equipment. So, uh, we, we thought we could do something a little bit better with our money this month and next month. Absolutely. And we don't need to run ads, you know, that's not a huge thing. We already have millions of listeners. That's plenty. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. 
I said it. Then Those words give, left my mouth. When I give all of the money that we make <laughs> this month and all the money we make next month, people will look at that and be like, oh, not, not really millions of listeners there. Maybe more like <laughs> a thousand listeners <laughs> or a little over a thousand or even less well, or even what less. That means, <laughs> what that means is tell your friends, tell your family. Goal is to hit a million listens <laughs> so we can really write a big fatty check this month. Uh, that would be cool. That would be cool. I would like to, yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'll, if, even sweeten, I'll even sweeten the pot. I will match whatever our podcast generates. Nice. Awesome. Um, we're going to be, the, the Patreon, Patreon takes like a 5% cut of all money that it processes. And uh, Jen and I were already planning to match the 5% cut. So if you give money to the Patreon, you don't have to like worry like, oh, 5% of my money is going to disappear into Patreon. That won't necessarily go to this stuff. Um, Jen and I will match that. And now Dustin's very generously offering to yeah. match. Yeah. So that's, uh, wow. But I, I'm matching without knowing at all what this podcast generates on a yeah. monthly basis too. Yeah. So no, I would cap would that if I were you, bud. I would cap that. Um, see, before nope. I was just like, let's just make as much money as we can and give that. And now that I know this, it's like, now I'm going to start taking out ads and saying, take Dustin's money. That's fine. Um, yeah. So... You sure you don't want to walk that back just just in nope. case like all right nope. yeah I'm going to start contacting sponsors see how many of them are willing to just donate $5000 to run an ad this month <laughs> There you go <laughs> go for it uh, that would be awesome if we could make that happen That would be super <laughs> awesome but um yeah no it's it's just something we can do and something we wanted to do because um, we both feel pretty passionately about both of these things. Uh, for people who might not be in America, might not know what Black Lives Matters is, um, it's kind of a – Black Lives Matter is like kind of the, the organization at the – it's like at the, at the center of what's going on right now um, with the peaceful protests. And um, they're, they're really the they're, – they're, they're one of like the biggest forces of – of change and um, seeking out like racial equality in our country. Um, and so, and I think there are like chapters now in other countries. I'm not 100% certain on that, but I think I saw like there was like a Black Lives Matters uh, movement in the UK as well and stuff. So um, it's a, it's a really cool thing. Yep. And the Trevor Project, 100%. the other thing we're going to do next month, that's, um, that's a nonprofit. It helps, uh, there's, there's a very high suicide rate among kids who identify as LGBTQIA and uh, Trevor Project tries to help them to um, not, you know, commit suicide. It, it has like a hotline and stuff. It's it's a really cool cause. There's like, not like an elegant way to say that. Yeah. You know, just not commit anti-suicide. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So um, it, it's another uh, organization that we really think is doing cool stuff. So another thing that we want to support um man if it, it feels yeah. i never 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 thought with our podcast we would be talking about like giving money to anything in this i'm i'm struggling with words i feel really awkward um you're doing yeah. great my friend so, <laughs> thanks bud so uh that said that out of the way um we're going to get to the show oh i should say uh, other than the patreon um if you want to listen to old episodes in our back catalog, we, we make money every time a episode is played 
and you play through the ad. So um, don't download a bunch of episodes if you're not actually going to play them and play through the ad because um, <laughs> that doesn't help. Uh, it, it only actually helps if you're listening to old episodes, listening to ads. So if, if you wanted to take part in like helping out, but you, you can't like donate money to the Patreon. But if you wanted to like help out through like what we're doing with the podcast, like, yeah, um, listening to old episodes is a great way if there's like some you miss but we're interested in um, that would really help out. And uh yeah, just don't set up like some sort of server farm where you download a bunch of old episodes because that could get us booted out of Anchor's ad system. So that could actually hurt more than it could help. Um, just put it on the yeah. PA system at work and uh, let it play from the beginning all week. Yeah. Uh, so that's just something that, that we wanted to do because we both feel pretty passionate about this and we both want to we want, we want to live in a better world. 100%. Yeah. So, Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? Steven, I'm so glad you asked. Saving this beer just for you. I've drank this before on the podcast, but it is one of my favorite beers. Um, it is called Puppy Slumber Party. Is that that peanut butter it one a, from Metazoa? That is a, yes, it is. Very well, very good. It is a Metato- Metazoa, Metazoa Brewing Company. Peanut butter stout. Mm, so good. So good. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed today because there's a new uh, milkshake place in town that just opened right before the coronavirus. And I wanted to go and like support them today. And it's a weird, weird place. Um, it's like somebody had this idea for a milkshake parlor. Yeah. But they really were like, it's like more of like a health, like a, you've been like a smoothie king before. Mm-hmm. With you. So it's you like bought so, me smoothies. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm addicted to smoothie king. But, um, so it's same concept as that, but it's like, this guy's like a former bodybuilder. So these are like protein milkshakes and he didn't consult with like any branding experts or marketing people before like establishing this concept. And so it feels like you're walking into like a hard rock meets tattoo parlor kind of kind of vibe, which is exactly what you want when you want to get like a protein infused milkshake. So maybe he did talk to marketing people. Maybe this is the vibe they came up with. And maybe you just didn't understand that because you just said, I mean, I could see that. I could see that vibe if like it was inside of a gym or next to a gym. Jim but it's Jason. like in a strip yeah <laughs> Jim and Jason <laughs> sounds, sounds like if you had a buddy named Jim you'd just be like oh it's Jim and Jason um, he's a guy in the cubicle next to him but um, but yeah so it's just it's nowhere near a gym so it's just like a weird strip mall and yeah it's just a weird vibe but it was good all of their shakes are like under 200 calories Anyways, it's a long way to get to the fact that I got a peanut butter shake. Very disappointed because it did not taste like peanut butter. And this is uh, making me much, much happier. Um, I'm so glad, bud. I'm I'm glad you got that happy back on. Um, I thought maybe you were just telling the story because you wanted to be like, and I, and I got a milkshake for Corinne too. And then I drank it all. And when I got home, she was like, where's my milkshake? And you were like, I drank your milkshake. I drank it up. You just, is that, is that from something? Oh gosh. Wow. Um, what what is that from? Wow. No. I mean, no. it feels vaguely familiar. There will be blood. <laughs> there will be blood. Nope. Don't know what that is. 
Oh my gosh, we're going to move on. Uh, it is a fantastic movie from P.T. Anderson. Wow. Wow. There will be blood. Now I got to look it up. What are you drinking tonight, Steve? It looks like you've got a rocket in a bottle. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I'm 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 still I'm still on that that rocket fuel, you know, from uh, SpaceX la- launching those those two good boys up into outer space. What are their names? Uh, Doug and Astronaut Bud one or, and two, I think. And Bill and Ted got launched into space for an excellent adventure. Yeah, the, I, I forget their names, but uh, off the top of my head, that that's bad. I like space. <laughs> I don't even know who the astronauts are. That's how great I am at space. Um, yeah. But, they had uh, like typical astronaut names. Yeah. No, this is just called Keller Hayes from Sun King Brewery. It's a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana, Indiana man. Just like your Metazoa that you're drinking tonight. Two two great Indiana beers for two great Indiana men. Trying to, um, trying to support this great state. Yeah. This is a India Pale Ale. So pretty, pretty, pretty good beer. Um, I like this one. You know, a um, little blown away that uh, Sun King made a IPA that was this good. It's not like a very, um, doesn't have like a lot of bite to it. Not like a big like grapefruit flavor, not super hoppy. It's kind of like more of a mellow IPA. It's like easy drinking okay. for the summertime, you know? Nice. Yeah, it's it, it lives up to that haze in the name, you know? Mm, everyone loves a good haze. So, Dustin, we got some follow-up this week. Some. Some follow-up. Some, we got a lot of follow-up this week. Uh, first up, um, last time that we recorded and put out an episode, we talked about the Copper Stallion Media Saga, um, and Rebecca Elliott just wrote in to let us know that Justin Montney left a one-star review on the knot of Copper Stallion Media after they wouldn't refund his deposit, and CSM threatened to sue him for defamation which is why he went to the news station in the first place. He didn't just go straight to the news station after not getting the, um, after not getting his money back. So, uh, we totally missed out on that, um, last week. And, uh, as a person who puts together the show notes, that's really my failure. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Um, also my wife, my wife, Jennifer Van Elk, let me know that the Copper Stallion media thing where they updated a blog post, Uh, It wasn't just an updated blog post, uh, as I mistook it to be. Um, So Stephanie Sanju had had originally sent us a message about something on Instagram. I asked if if she had a link so I could read it too, and she sent me a link to the blog post. What I didn't realize is on their Instagram, they actually said... Uh, so, so the blog post was about one of their employees committing suicide, and they updated it underneath to include that... um, That... uh, something about like the situation going on with Justin Montney and everything and kind of made it look like the two were related on the blog post but like not super related it was just kind of like a weird thing apparently in their Instagram story they actually said the employee committed suicide as a direct result of what was going on um, which I did not realize because I didn't see that because their Instagram was already locked down by the time I was made aware of the story um, so that was just a uh, that was a really, really shitty, horrible thing. Um, and uh, other than that, I just, I would like to say, uh, I thought we made it clear last week that we thought Copper Stallion Media were assholes, complete and total assholes. Um, apparently, we didn't do a great enough job of that in our conversation. So I just wanted to go ahead here in this next episode and say, 
that we feel that they're deplorable assholes. Um, Dustin was kind of doing like a thing where he was uh, making it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, kind of like a, a shtick joke sort of thing. A shtick. If, if you listen. Because this, this is a comedy podcast. If yep. you listen at one point in time, he does break and just go, oh, they're assholes. <laughs> uh, and that was that was him breaking character because they're. It was, it was real bad. Like the, the way they, they treated this guy. Um, and and we're, we're not cool with that. Apparently it was so yeah. bad people thought we were Copper Stallion. People on Facebook did think we were Copper Stallion media. So that was that was apparently very weird. Um, I felt like a little bit like catch me if you can there for a moment. <laughs> like we were impersonating somebody else and we didn't even know we were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have more follow-up. This also comes from Rebecca Elliott. And she pointed out that it wasn't great that we both failed to wear masks on recent shoots. And I wanted to say I feel completely and totally awful about that. And I'm super thankful that Rebecca called us out because I've been thinking about that basically, basically from the time that happened until she called me out. I was just thinking about it every single day. Like, what the hell was I thinking? Why did I, why did I think like, oh, I'll look stupid if I go back to my car to get my mask after like walking out without the mask. And it was just like, it was a really stupid moment for me. Just like a real dipshit of a moment. And, uh, man, I really, uh, you know. I really, so, really. So, how up. many, uh, how many masks are you guys up to? Starting to lose count of how many we own over here. Uh, Jen's actually making masks, so you know. Oh, hey. Theoretically, as long as there's fabric, we have an unlimited supply. Theoretically, but I've been we'll trying see. to get my sister to start making masks. Uh, cause she's kind of crafty in that regard, but we, I feel like we have a new order of them around because my wife wears them has to wear them like mandated by the hospital to wear them every day to work. And she likes to switch them out throughout the day because you're like breathing and condensating and that thing all day. And, um, so I, and I tend to prefer hers over the ones I've gotten for me because they're, I don't know, softer, nicer, more breathable. Mm -hmm. And then I end up walking into the store with like a floral print on my face. Yeah. It's a, it's a real good look for me. Real good look it. for me. Yeah. No, dude. I wear floral ties all the time. Like, the floral print is a great look. Yeah, that's, and that's what I thought. I thought, you know what? I rock a floral tie to weddings mm -hmm. a lot of times. Why not a floral mask? I'm just, I'm not sure it brings out my eyes. But I don't know about you, too, but I, I'm running into situations, too, when I have the mask on. I, like, bump into people. Completely don't know it's me. And I kind of love it and kind of don't all at the same time. I've thought about, you know, just, uh, you know, my hairline is receding a little bit. Maybe I just shave my head and wear a mask and like, <laughs> then nobody knows who I am when I'm out in public. And like, that's one way I can just like get real used to being bald, you know? I thought you were going to say like wear a mask on the top of your head and below your head and almost look like a ninja. No, no, that doesn't sound like fun. That doesn't, no, no. Um, gotcha. No. I have seen you can take like a t-shirt and like fold it around your head a certain way and make it into like a ninja mask. So I've seen that. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. My wife went to Costco and forgot her mask. Yeah. Cause she had my car and they kicked her out. And they I said, had Nope, my mask in here with masks on. No. Uh, and instead she took my hat and cut a hole in it and turned my hat, like one of my like beanie hats into a mask. 
And I was like, really, really Corinne, like sacrifice my hat. And then she found out when she got in there, that like Costco gives out, at least ours, gives out free masks at the door if you've like forgot one. Oh, that's great. That's great. Good on Costco. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have one more thing to follow up here, Dustin. Uh, mm-hmm. This one's follow not up, about Steve. how we screwed up. <laughs> so that's a relief. Actually, I'm joking. We, we actually prefer when we screw up if people let us know. That's that's good. We like that. Um much like Aldrich Mintz did and, and the trust other week me, when he... We screw up a lot. Yeah, when Aldrich wrote in to, to let me know how big of a screw up I was with the whole 180 degree shutter thing, you know? Oh, man. I tried to tell you that. No, but, you didn't. Um, you just sat there with your mouth closed and let me dig a well, hole. It's like... Sally Psycho <laughs> wrote in. Um, she just wanted to let us know. Uh, earlier she had shared something about... Canon creating a uh, software so that you could use their cameras as webcams, but it was PC only. They now have a Mac version, which is awesome. So now uh, you can use your mm-hmm. Canon cameras, the newer ones. Um, I was looking over the list. It looks like it has to be uh, it has to be something that has autofocus while you're shooting video because if it didn't have autofocus while you're shooting video, it kind of wouldn't work, you know? So that's just their... X series, right? Uh, that's the 5D 1DX. Mark IV, the 1DX, uh, like the 80D, like a lot of like the Rebel and like right above Rebel grade mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the stuff that's really made for like vloggers, a lot of that stuff has autofocus when you're shooting video. Uh, the 6D Mark II, the 7D Mark II, 6D Mark One, or I guess that's just 6D. It's not Mark anything. That might have it as well. I'm not 100% certain. Mark, Never Mark used the didn't 60s. get invited to that party yeah. when they were uh, drawing that camera out. Yeah, so my, my 5D Mark III's and my 5D Mark II and my 7D are all worthless when it comes to this. But <laughs> Wow. But we already knew that. So, so. Yeah, but if you got one of those new mirrorless ones, those are great. Why would I switch to Sony? Can't rolling out some mirrorless cameras this summer, right? With, with dual card slots. Uh, I'm we'll set. See. I'm set. <laughs> we'll we'll see. see that Corona. That Corona might have just, uh, you know, might be a couple more years now. So, Dustin, let's get into our topics this week. Sounds good, Stephen. So, Dustin, first thing up, uh, Tony Bezetta writes in. Um, he wanted to share a story. It was in our Facebook group, but it is about a woman who canceled an appointment. Have you seen this one? I have not seen any of this because I didn't know what all we were talking about in here tonight. <laughs> okay, so let me just break it down said, for you Don't real worry quick. about our show notes. Uh, so a woman named Jacqueline Rivera shared a story. Um, she says, apparently people being outraged by the death of innocent people is political and isn't good for business. And so she had one of her clients, and I'm not 100% certain what she does because her Facebook was like protected and stuff, but it, it sounds like she's a makeup artist, possibly tanning sort of thing, like spray dance um, as well. And... Uh, she had a client write in and cancel all three appointments for her and her girls for the next week and just ask if she could confirm. And she said, yeah, uh, let me know if you need to reschedule. I know y'all were excited to get in. Jacqueline says this. Um, and this lady just says, no, we won't be doing that. I believe you have become too political online. I don't mind our political differences because I agreed that Trump wasn't treating the immigrants right, but I believe you have gone too far with supporting riots. And then she says a bunch of inflammatory things about Black Lives Matters and just other stuff that isn't great. And uh, 
I wanted to highlight this because um, Jacqueline Rivera is just super, super nice the whole time. Um, and like after this lady says she's canceling because of Jacqueline supporting Black Lives Matters, Jacqueline just writes it back and says, I can't say that I apologize that my morals have made you uncomfortable. Perhaps you'll have better luck finding someone else to service you. I'm afraid I won't be refunding your deposit. Your contract states that it's non-refundable. Have a great night. And so like they kind of go back and forth and this lady gets more and more angry. And the whole time Jacqueline just remains incredibly professional, but she never backs down the whole time. And she stands up for what she believes in. And I just, I thought it was really cool. We'll include a, include a link in the show notes. If anybody wants to like read through the whole thing, we're not going to do it here just because a lot of what this lady says is just mean and rude and gross. And especially, especially this line. This isn't over. I will take you to court just to prove a point because I know you're broke as dirt. You need my money. And I promise you when I'm done with you, you won't be able to stock shelves at the grocery store for minimum wage. Or you you will be stocking shelves at a grocery store for minimum wage. Okay, I guess if we're going to get into it a little more, then... Well, no, it's just like, Jacqueline, oh my God. But, but Jacqueline's response to that, I'm sorry, blank, is getting awfully late and I'm just not understanding. I want to make sure we're on the same page before we part ways. Would you mind elaborating on your last message? What's wrong with people who work at grocery stores? I thought you said they were heroes that kept this city open. I don't think you'd say something so belittling about hardworking people. <laughs> it's just great. Like she just kind of is like throwing stuff back in her that this lady said earlier and just, but like in a professional and like kind way, that's just kind of saying like, look, I know you're full of shit and uh, kind of just pointing out to this lady that without ever saying to this lady, you're racist. She's saying you're right. You're being racist basically. So it's, it's really great. It's a great interaction. And, uh, you know, tap into the to the group. And uh, wait, I don't think I need to share the group post. I'll just share a post straight to her Facebook post because it's public. So, yeah, anybody can go. I, I go also get it. love that people were sharing in the comments uh-huh. um, links to her, like Venmo and Cash accounts, yeah. Cash app, so that they could, like, give to her in case she does have to, like, fight this person in court. Yeah. Or just because apparently this she's broke as uh, this racist lady pointed out um, when she was saying she's going to take her to court to prove a point because she's broke as dirt. So it's a, it's, it's a very weird thing where it's like coronavirus has caused a lot of businesses to already be financially not great. And then like this lady is kind of saying like, I'm going to use the fact that coronavirus is ravaging your business as leverage in like this Thing because I disagree with you about whether or not um, people should be treated like human beings. Um, so, oh, and and I mean, this isn't something. I mean, like I've personally experienced this too. Like, this is a really interesting time of leveraging small businesses. Like the wedding I'm shooting tomorrow. Yeah. Like the groom. This is a wedding we booked like two weeks ago. Whoa. And the groom wrote, you know, posted out there in the in the social webs. That he was like looking for a videographer. It was last minute. It just thought it would be cool to have a wedding video. Oh, wait. Somebody posted him. on Facebook and you responded yeah. and they hired you. Yep. I literally never heard of that happening. Literally, I've never I heard of that. I didn't expect it to happen because normally when it's that situation, they're like looking for an uncle, you know, Anjabob mm-hmm. to uh, film it. Yeah. And so I sent him, you know, our website and I just said, Hey, you know, let me know if it's, this is something you'd be interested in. 
and there was like tons of other, you know, comments on his post as well. And he uh, called me and he's like, out of all the people that posted, you know, your videos really are exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and I said, perfect, you know, here are our prices. And he's like, so um, I know most people are really uh, open right now due to the coronavirus. And I was curious if, you know, maybe you'd be willing to work out some sort of a deal. Cause that's Jeez. what some of the other people had mentioned Jeez. and I was, and I'm just, I'm waiting to see more of that, like more wedding vendors being preyed on. And I said, no, sorry, man. That's like, this is our price. Um, I can take things out of the package, but I'm not just going to blatantly say just because I'm not doing any work right now, just because I'm not thirsty enough. Wow. And he still went with you after you stood up for yourself. I'm proud of you, buddy. That's right. That's the moral of the story. Oh, man, I would have rolled over so hard. I would have been like, <laughs> what do you need? I'll give you so many what breaks, do, baby. What do you need? Scratch my belly. Scratch my belly. <laughs> I mean, that is the dream, right? Wait, wait, that's this weekend. Oh, Isn't this weekend Father's Day weekend, too? I think it's... Isn't it next weekend? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't keep up with that kind of stuff. What, I look like a dad to you? <laughs> Not till the 21st, man. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a long ways off. I thought it was always yeah. like the first week in June. My, my younger sister, her birthday is around the beginning of June, and a lot of times her birthday would fall on the same day as Father's Day. So I just always assumed it was like first, second week of June, you know, first, second Sunday. Nope. 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 Is it You're like way off? Is Father's Day dictated by the moon? Is that... <laughs> No, they take thing? a poll. They take a poll with wedding photographers to see which weekend uh, most of them have weddings, and then that's typically uh, Father's Day. Uh, Jen did say to me um, she booked a shoot. She booked me going out on a shoot, an engagement shoot on Father's Day, and she was like, yep. "Oh, she booked it. I think because I think the couple's like in town that day for Father's Day because they're from out of town, mm -hmm. and so like that's why they wanted to do the shoot that day." And she was like, "Oh my gosh, I totally forgot it was Father's Day. Do you want to like rebook it or whatever?" And I was like, nah, let's let's get that money. Let's let's <laughs> Let, get that cheddar. Let's chase that money down, you know? Yeah, but what to circle back, what the woman said to this person is just deplorable. Yeah. And sickening and I she's stronger than me. Like I wouldn't have blurred her name out when I reposted <laughs> this. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I see a but that's lot why of people I could saying, never be hey, in the service to... industry. Yeah. Because, like, you get these people that just think they're better than you and that they're, you know, high and mighty. And, yeah, it's just, ugh. I see, I see a lot of people calling for uh, people to call out uh, – people who are um, doing terrible things like this uh, revolving around what's going on um, right now. Mm -hmm. um, just basically saying like, if, if you see somebody being like blatantly racist or even just like not blatantly racist, but like, maybe like passive aggressively racist or whatever. Anti-supportive. Yeah. To, to call them out, you know, po post it up. And that is, that is not something I would say I could say, you know, go ahead and do that everybody. But it's also something I don't think I'd ever say like, don't do that. Like, I don't know what I would do in that same situation, but like, I think if we're going to see societal change, like we do have to call people out. We do have to talk about like what's going on here locally. Uh, the protest happened Friday night and it got a little out of hand and, uh, things were thrown, windows were smashed. 
like it happened, like similar to like what has happened in other cities. And I knew a photographer who jumped on Facebook and said like, I can't believe this protest is like so stupid something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know the exact words. I don't remember. Um, but what he meant to say was just like, you know, the destruction, the violence. He had several friends whose offices, you know, the windows were shattered and, you know, things like that. Um, but he didn't articulate those words. So he woke up to a tirade in the morning of people who were screenshotting his business page, posting it on Facebook and calling him a racist, saying, you know, you should never hire this guy. And it was like overnight he was just being destroyed. Um, so it's just like you really have to watch and be smart about what you're posting and not just because you're, you know, people are hurt right now. People mm-hmm. are um, trying to think of the best word to use. They're, you know, engaged in this movement. And when they see people who don't understand it, it can really, you know, set people off. And you have to be mindful of that when you're just, you know, haphazardly throwing thoughts out to the public, essentially. It's like yeah. standing, people don't realize like posting on Facebook right now is like standing in the park with a megaphone, mm-hmm. shouting your f- thoughts and emotions. Hey, that's that's basically what our whole Q&A is, is making fun of people posting <laughs> on Facebook because that's basically what they're exactly. doing. Um, exactly. Yeah. During a protest or around a protest in Chicago, uh, the owner, the central camera was burned down and the owner of central camera, um, when he was asked about it, he said, he's not mad at all about it. He said, this is what insurance is for. We're going to rebuild it and we're going to, you know, we're going to make it even better than it was before. The only thing he said he was mad about was what happened to George Floyd. And, uh, I was just super even impressed. Like George, George Floyd's brother. Yeah. Uh, today I think, or yesterday was, you know, trying to make a call to end violence mm-hmm. in the protesting. Yeah. That it wasn't like honoring his brother's memory. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been, it's been an interesting thing, but I, I wanted to highlight the central camera story just cause like that is an incredibly like calm perspective to have. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm not mad about this because like, I'm mad about what happened to George Floyd basically. And like these people who vandalized my store, who burned it, like they're just, uh, expressing like, you know, their, their rage with what's gone on in, in our country. And man, that was, it was like, it was a good story to read about. And just, it was, uh, just shared on Facebook. Somebody just shared the, the story. And one of the things they pointed out was the owner of central camera. He was mostly just mad that he, um, ran out of film, so he couldn't photograph his store burning down. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like, photographer. man, ah, man, I just, uh, I really, really loved reading about that story. So, um, that's when you want to say that's why they have digital. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to move away from stories about this kind of stuff right now and try to uh, get into some more typical sort of stories that we have. Here. Wedding photo hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Back on track with Steven Dustin. Yeah. It's our sister podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Dustin. Did you watch this video Dan Mace put out? It's for a new series he's doing in conjunction with Squarespace on his YouTube channel called BS, which he says can stand for bullshit or both sides. And he's investigating people who claim to 
claim to be able to sell you like educational things, which will help you to become a millionaire in 90 days or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so investigating people who are selling educational courses with the pretense that you're going to get super rich if you do their course. Um, so what, what Steve is about to tell you guys, is he is now selling an educational course that will get you podcast rich in 90 days. It's called BS with Steve and Dustin. The best yeah. course. Yeah, we're just cashing around. in on what Dan Mace already started here. Uh, but but completely perverting it and just going for that money um, and not doing anything good. If, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, you should watch it, though. Um, so he does, like, interviews with a guy who's, like, selling educational courses. And then he also has, like, an interview with a guy who's, like, been investigating some of the educational courses and looking at what they do. And, like, the, the guy who's, like investigating some of this stuff is talking about how like there are private Facebook groups where people get together and they're like, Hey, this is what I need you to do. I need you to sign up for my course, um, pay, pay the money for it through PayPal or whatever. And then, um, I'll refund the money back to you. That way I can make it look like I got a bunch of signups and I have a bunch of money. Um, and then saying other things like a lot of like those like ads, will be like, this is my mansion this is where I live because of what I've done with my, you know, business. I'm making money and not working. You could be too. It's called passive income. Douchebags get on it. I just imagine mm -hmm. they say douchebags, you know, that's just what I imagine those people. Oh, talk sure. About. Um, and he's like, yeah, no, uh, he was just talking about how most of the time when you see like somebody in a mansion for one of those things, it's uh, like an Airbnb or something that they rented or crowdsourced for the day. When you see them like with a Lamborghini or something else, like, and they're like, these are my cars. It's like, those are all cars that they rented for just that day. And then they return them at the end because they know they'll make so much money off of their educational courses that um, they can afford to spend money on renting the car for one day. Because it makes them look impressive. So uh, it was just Well, yeah, you don't want to be like, uh, here's my Toyota Prius about my course on passive income, millions and millions of dollars. But I'm still a humble guy with humble cars. Toyota Prius? Here's, what are you talking about? I got a here's Toyota my Yaris. It's from 2009. Here's my Toyota Sienna from 98 that I still use to take my family to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. You know Chuck E. Cheese is selling pizza through DoorDash under another name? Really? Yeah. That's like a that's almost like conspiracy theory level shit. So right I learned there. about this while listening to uh the LOL JK podcast my friend Kyle does. Um and they were talking about how there's like this new thing where restaurants are selling like Applebee's, Chuck E. Cheese, um, other places. They're selling their food on apps like DoorDash under fake names that make them sound local or are more authentic. Applebee's is selling um, wings through a, uh, I, I, do think, like Applebee's I think their wings, DoorDash though. is I called do like, like uh, their, their, their company on DoorDash is called like American Wings or something like that. And there's like suddenly like in one week, it went from there being zero American Wings in the United States to 700 American Wings. <laughs> I could deliver. It's a fast-growing, uh, yeah, fast-growing population. Yeah, I think. Uh, but on one Chuck hand, e. Cheese is called like Pasquale's Pizza only... or something. <laughs> okay, that one's more funny. But like, I could see Applebee's like the confusion being that they like, okay, wings are probably one of their highest-grossing menu items mm -hmm. because you know the margins are probably really high on that, and it's something that's easy for them to batch make. 
So they're like, okay, let's just try to capitalize on people wanting wings and, and people not who confused. love America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not getting confused with, well, I want that chicken fajita wrap and wings. Yeah, well, they, uh, so, so, they, so wait, is it different price points too? So here's the thing, like they, they're claiming to use better ingredients for these different menu items that they're selling. They're, they're claiming Obviously that Chuck E. Cheese would have that, to because like, their pizza is uh, garbage. They're claiming that like the, um, they're using the same kitchen space as the Applebee's, but it's completely separate. The, uh, like the making the food and stuff. I'll include a link to my friend Kyle's, uh, podcast, LLJK to this specific episode where they talk about it, but it, it was just blowing my mind. So it was like Taco Bell doing like a high class burrito. Well, there was like a, I don't know about Taco Bell, but there, there was, um, my friend Kyle on the show was talking about, there's a pizza joint called like Steve Aoki, um, pizza. And it was like an EDM themed pizza pizzeria or something and when he looked it up there were like three other places they all had the same address listed and all of their photos of their pizza looked exactly the same but only one was steve aoki nice and so it's it's apparently not just like uh and it was all like some food truck or something was like the address but like a pizza well there is this thing there is this thing happening kind of similar but different to what you're talking about called cloud kitcheny Mm -hmm. where essentially it's one restaurant, but it's multiple like brands under the same restaurant mm-hmm. using DoorDash and Uber Eats and all of that to to deliver. But they might have an Italian brand. They might have a you know all of these different brands with small menus, mm-hmm. but it's still one restaurant. Yeah, and I- that's getting very popular in like big cities. That's cool. And I, and I, I told, when I heard that, the guy who was telling me about that, I said, here in Indiana, that's called Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I think it's called Cheesecake Factory most other places too. I saw one in LA when I was there last. <laughs> just like a restaurant that just has everything. It's like, here, here's your menu. It's literally the size of a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted Mexican? We, we have that. Oh, more in the mood for spaghetti? Got that too. Milo. Sure. Wings? Of course. Oh, we also have cheesecake. (laughs) But not just one type of cheesecake. Literally half of our dictionary size menu is dedicated to the cheesecake, which I'm okay with. Um, So I want to know, are you buying this shift cam from ProGrip? No. Okay. (laughs) So it looks pretty cool. Uh... Dustin, you want to tell us about the shift cam thing? So Steve found this awesome, I don't know if you'd call it an iPhone case. It's not really an iPhone case. It's a um, almost like a pistol grip uh, slash lens mount accessory for your iPhone. I think it's at least only for iPhones. Um, just kind of turning your iPhone and um, harnessing the awesome camera capabilities that are in these newer iPhone X's, iPhone, I don't even know what we're on now, iPhone 32's, um, and just doing some cool, cool things, just with like vlogging and Instagramming and Twitter chatting, snapping, TikToking. Are you on the tick in the talk yet? I've got an account. I haven't ticked or talked (gasps) anything, though, I don't think. Probably shouldn't use that phrase. We're not ticking or talking each other. I'm going to TikTok you real hard, buddy. Don't worry about it. 
But no, I I've yet to sign up for an account. It's an uh, it's a uh, place I've yet to go. You can't get TikTok by me if you're not on TikTok. Uh, I'm still on Snapchat though. Find me on Snapchat. Not gonna do that. I get on about I get on about once every two months. Yeah. Normally I just see what filters are going on with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, it looks cool. It uh, turns, this grip turns your uh, camera into like a DSLR. Well, it's not just that. Um, so like it, it adds like the pistol grip and then you put like lenses on and stuff. Um, what what you're not mentioning though is there's a Qi charger in it. So it actually charges your phone while while it's connected as well. So that way you can yeah. shoot more without your phone dying on you. Mm-hmm. And it has a 90 degree rotation. So, uh, I mean, so Jen and I have been using iPhones for um, more stuff, just like shooting wise. Um, we did like a Jen shot at a wedding last year with an iPhone. We've done a few like product sh- shoots for uh, some stuff for our blog with iPhones, just trying to get like a better feel for like how, how like influencers and people who are using these for like their day to day, like, um, like business that they run off their Instagram, how they're using it and stuff and trying to see how that could possibly fit into like our workflow and how we do things. Um, and one of the things I've thought the whole time was it really sucks to try to use the iPhone all day. Cause it doesn't have like a grip on it. Like you have with a DSLR. So like every time you want to take like a photo, you're either like hitting the button, like the volume button to make the shutter click, or you're like tapping the screen and it would be a lot easier if you could hold it up like a camera and, you know, hit the thing. So that's, that's why the shift cam thing like stuck out to me when I saw ads for it on Instagram and Facebook. And that's why I Mm -hmm. eventually put it into our show notes that we could talk about it. Um, And so I haven't played around with it because I don't have one, but it looked very interesting to me. Yeah, this isn't. This is actually um, not even on Kickstarter yet. This is like a pre-Kickstarter item. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see if it makes it into production. So I'm sure, like most photography gimmicky things, it will. So doesn't with all the <laughs> gimmicky things. That is right. Um, with all the stuff that's been going on with coronavirus and not being able to have as many people at your weddings as you would like, a lot of people mm-hmm. are turning to live streaming. So I wanted to talk to you about this story. Some wedding photographers said they could live stream a wedding for one of their clients. And they were, the client said, we can't do it on Facebook because some of our guests might not have, you know, Facebook accounts. So we need to do it somewhere else. So they're trying to do it on YouTube. Okay. And doesn't go on. They say they need a thousand subs to live stream on YouTube. Thousand subs like submissives? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. They need a thousand people to be submissive to them while they dom them. Um, Yeah, no. Um, So that is the thing I'm pretty certain on YouTube where you can't live stream until you have a thousand subscribers. Um, Subscribers, yeah. yeah. I'm not up on 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 the YouTube shortly, shorthand. The thing to me that was crazy though was they could use Twitch, which would be a completely public thing, and you don't have to have a thousand subs. Um, they could do it on Facebook and do it live on Facebook, but yet, like as a public live stream on Facebook, you know, um, there are different like services that they could use. They don't have to use YouTube, but they said they had to use YouTube, and then they went to a news site to say that 
oh, we want to do this, but we can't because we don't have a thousand subs. So a news story was made. And to me, it just sounds like the most ridiculous way to go about trying to get a thousand subscribers on your YouTube. Like, oh, we wish, we wish we could get this, (laughs) this, we wish we could live stream this wedding for the sweet, sweet couple, but, oh, got to get those a thousand subs. There's no other way to do it in the entire world. I hope they didn't say subs in the news article. (laughs) Um, I hope they did, man. I hope they did. You know, get get with it. Get with the uh, the, the the lingo on YouTube. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So the, the news article has a thing at the bottom that lets you subscribe to uh, their their YouTube, and they are now at one point one three thousand uh, subscribers. So they made it. Boom. So Stephen and I will live stream a wedding for free. Uh, to the first person who is 1,000 subscriber on our uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. So um, their YouTube channel, had, they, they live streamed the wedding already. It already happened. Nathan and Elena's ceremony. <sighs> it's 36 minutes long. And uh, how many views do you think it got? Two. Three? 99. 10. 1,100... Wow. 30 subscribers, uh, give or take. Not a single yeah. one cares. And they had 3.7 thousand uh, views on their initial YouTube post saying, we we need your help to get subscribers so we can live stream this wedding. 3.7 thousand views on that, but only 99 on the actual wedding. Wow. And again, I'm just like, you could have done a public Facebook post that was live streaming. You could have gone to Twitch. It just seems very weird. I'm interested to see what they do next. Are they are they going to try to try to turn the corner? Cuz a uh, big thing with YouTube is you need a 1000 subscribers before you can run ads on your YouTube. Now mm. it's not just a 1000 subscribers, you also need um so many watch hours per month. So if like every 30 days you're not nope. <laughs> Nowhere near. <laughs> We have like 33 subscribers on our YouTube. Go to the wedding photo hangover. We're going to live stream for a couple. And if you don't get there, we're not going to be able to do it. So, uh, but man, it was just, I just wanted to bring that up with you. Uh, Dustin, would you ever run a, a, a I want to say scam like that? Because <laughs> it feels like a scam. Who who are you talking to right now, Steven? <laughs> who are you talking to right now? Um, so that's a no, yes. I mean, <laughs> Uh, it did almost have a moment of weakness, um, but my heart persevered. Um, we shot a wedding uh, a few weeks ago, and in the 11th hour, so th- this bride originally had video in her package and then canceled the video portion of her package, mm-hmm. and uh, which I'd never had that before, and I didn't, you know, I just out of the kindness of my heart for what's going on. I just applied the deposit she had for video towards her uh, photo package. I wasn't going to like hold her to that with all the craziness. Um, but then, so she canceled video. I tried desperately to talk her into it. Cause I think more so now than ever mm-hmm. video and photo is so important at these weddings. And I think brides are thinking like, Oh, I'm slimming my wedding down. I, you know, it's not my dream wedding. There's no need to have good photos and good video. I think the opposite. It's more important than ever to have these moments captured, these memories captured, um, so that you can share them with the people who couldn't come because you have limited guest counts and limited numbers, or just like elderly guests and at-risk guests that you know can't come. 
Um, I mean, my only wedding in June, they bumped up their package for that exact reason because exactly. they're going to have less guests. So it was more important that they have great photos and great video coverage. So Exactly. And so she went the opposite oh, and I didn't forgot want to, say, to do video. I am live streaming that. I could use a thousand subs. Damn. Should have brought that up earlier. <laughs> thousand subs on YouTube. And, That's Jennifer Van Oak photography on you. <laughs> and so we weren't doing video, but I still just went like overboard on my like Instagram stories, mm-hmm. like videos, yeah. um, shooting them vertical. And, um, and the next day she messages me asking if I would send her all the videos we shot for our Instagram stories. Um, because she like wished they had video, mm, man. And you said the price for that is... And that's where I was like, I sat and I dwelled for a while and I wanted to be like, oh yeah, um, we actually package our Instagram stories video clips uh, for an additional three ninety nine, But no, I just ended up just giving them to her. But there was that moment where I was like, see, I told you you should have done video. And um, now, you know, but I didn't. I just said, oh yeah, absolutely. Here they are. But so if you're a photographer out there and you're listening or videographer for that matter, and you're listening, like now's the time to, you know, educate your couples on the importance of what we do, because more so than ever, memories are all we have. And with less and less people there to snap those iPhone photos and iPhone videos for them, we're all they got, especially like my wedding this Saturday. Like they can only have 30 people at the venue and I'm part of that 30 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that means they can have, t- and like, that's a huge weight on my shoulders. I feel yeah. like that means like somebody else couldn't come to their wedding because I'm there. Yeah. So I have exactly. to, like, I plan on showing up and just like killing this wedding because they're, you know, like some aunt or uncle or friend didn't get to come because I'm going to be there. Not to say I'm not important because mm-hmm. you know me, I'm very important. Um, probably more important, like their parents, I think one of them should have been, you know, removed from the list or groomsmen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, get those parents right out. What do they know? That's old love. They don't know anything about this new love, you know? <laughs> new love. We're in a new love kind of world. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of very s- stress inducing. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what to expect Saturday. Okay, doesn't we had a few more topics. Sorry, I derailed. We are running really long. So, um, Let's just, uh, I'm, I'm just going to read these out. Just give me like your initial reaction, you know, you know, okay. uh, right. Nikon, no longer primarily a camera company. True. <laughs> That's it. Just true. I like it. I like it. <sighs> you moved away from Nikon, respirators. Right? You're, on, you're on Sony. Are they, are so. they making respirators now? And uh, it's just I most want, of their business. I want to switch camera companies to the first camera company that switches and starts making respirators. Oh, I think it was like uh, cameras used to be like Tesla. 60, 70% of their business, and now it's only like 30% of their business. What are they doing now? Uh, you know, other imaging stuff, I'm pretty certain. You know, they're probably like Sony Contacts. and Con- Canon. They're like, uh, we, we do printers and scanners and, you know. Uh, Icons like we're making an AI driven uh, image <laughs> sorting software. Yeah. Um, wedding uh, wedding photographer was asked to change the color of a bride's mother in law's dress in post. Do you okay. have one guess what color the dress was? White. And 
You are correct. What color do you think she changed the dress to? Black. No, it's like a red color. Black, that's like, oh, this is my <laughs> son's funeral. <laughs> yep. Oh, and Dustin, guess what? You'll never guess. A photographer captured something amazing Tacos. in space. Tacos. And no, it wasn't Tesla or Tesla, SpaceX. It wasn't SpaceX. Sorry, I get those Musk companies all confused. It wasn't the boring company, you know? <laughs> oh, get yourself a flamethrower. Yeah. Um, so a photographer caught, captured um, something super rare, actually. It was the um, it was the star exploding. It was the birth of a supernova. Mm. That's what I'm going to name my next child. So uh, we'll, we'll put links to all those Supernova. if people want more info, but we're kind of running long already. So uh, we're going to try to move on into the drone zone. The drone zone. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. Dustin, I struggled with this because... This maybe should have been in follow-up. These next two stories, Dustin. Last time we talked, you said you didn't understand why there weren't more drone deliveries happening. Why dr- drone companies weren't pushing for you know less regulation on drone delivery during this coronavirus time. And so uh, mm-hmm. some stories for you here. Uh, drone deliveries are now soaring according to this article on The Guardian, in rural Scotland. Um, But here, here in America, Zipline, which is a drone delivery company, just just like a day after our episode went out, they started making drone deliveries in North Carolina. It's like they heard our episode. Yeah, I think. And they were like, I think they're on to something here. (laughs) In 24 hours, we can get this done. (laughs) For Stephen Dustin do it, we must do this. Take to the air. So, uh, Dustin, one another another bit of great drone news. Mm-hmm. You've got a Mavic Two Pro, don't you? That's what I'm told. Have you heard about this Mavic Two Pro that was clocked going 96 miles per hour? I have not. Was it mine? No, it was not yours. Um, so, okay. a guy posted to Reddit, and he was like, "Hey, here's my Mavic Two Pro," and. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say maybe maybe not fully Mavic 2 Pro. Like it was it was like a little it bit might have been modified, modified a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like it looked like maybe like he had ripped the propellers and arms for the propellers off the Mavic 2 Pro, taken the Mavic 2 Pro body and camera, and just put that onto another drone that flies faster. <laughs> but he was able to capture Mavic 2 Pro footage you know, that high quality footage, um, at 96 miles per hour. And Dustin, if you, uh, if you look, there's an Imgur link to the footage. Have you seen this footage? Did you, did you take a second uh, to watch this yet? I'm watching it right now. Jesus. Yes. Isn't that crazy? And there will be links to all this in the show notes. And much like last time, if you're like on YouTube or Facebook, facebook's like video thing when we post this you might have to like click through to our website to find all these links because they like limit the amount of characters you can have and stuff but yeah um when we post links to stories it takes up a lot of characters so doesn't how, how do you feel about that you want to you want to throw your mavic 2 on a, some some little skiffy thing I, when when this quarantine happened one of the 
like little pet projects of mine that I was thinking about doing was building a first person like point of view drone. Um, like, but I was going to do like a mini drone, but this is pretty cool. Yeah. It's essentially the body of a Mavic, like Steve said, and then he just like zip ties it onto the, the propellers and engine of something way more powerful. Pretty cool. Uh, doesn't let's move on to Q and a, should we fly out of the drone zone? Steve? <laughs> we should fly right out. We're soaring out of the drone zone. <laughs> Landing. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Board. Hey there, Steve. Hey, we're back for some Q&A. <laughs> if you're watching the video, you might notice I tried to wear the same clothes. I did change my undershirt. And I mistakenly put the wrong hat on. Oh, is that what we did? You did not try at all okay. for any sort of semblance I, of this is still the same recording session. I don't like lies, Steve. I don't like lies or misrepresentation. Um, I wanted the audience to know that there was a slight hiccup where a werewolf broke into my house, uh, tried to attack me, um, destroyed my shirt, all my clothes, and I was forced to change. Yeah, and now we can never record on a full moon again. So it's right. a troubling, troubling development for the podcast as a whole. But that's for the listeners out there. That is why you always keep a loaded silver bullet knife next to you when you're recording a podcast. A loaded silver bullet knife. Please walk me through how you load your silver bullet knife. Sort of like um, a stapler. Like an, but but in knife form, so it's like a knife that has silver little BB bullets in it, and then it's got like a little like uh, injection button, kind of like a syringe. Mm -hmm. And then when the werewolf comes, you stab it like so, and then you inject the silver bullet BB venom into BB the BB venom. So BB so it's venom. not just a BB; it's Patent now pending. also a venom as well. <laughs> Absolutely, Stephen. <laughs> are, are the BBs maybe small enough that they they float in a viscous venom-like uh, serum that's loaded inside the uh, knife, much as some knives might have like a uh, poison loaded in them? Mm-hmm. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are there nailed, maybe some wood nailed wood it particles? on the head? You nailed you nailed that stake in the heart, as well, some might yeah. say. Are there maybe some wood particles in there too, in case of vampire attacks? I uh, know I have a separate. A separate thing for that. A separate thing, just a wooden stake next to, or is, or is it a wooden stake gun? It's a wooden stake that I keep inside uh, two loaves of garlic bread uh, that I keep wrapped in aluminum mm -hmm. foil, uh, just in case an alien attack comes. I need to wrap the aluminum foil around the old noggin to keep them out of my head. T t yep. Tell me, mm -hmm. tell me, how does the two loaves of garlic bread help? when a vampire comes to attack, now you don't just have a steak at the ready. Now you have two loaves of garlic bread wrapped in aluminum foil and you got to tear that apart to get to the steak. Or are you just grabbing the whole package mm -hmm. and just ham-fistedly jamming it and hoping you got the right side, hoping it's not going oh, in it's on, sharp the, on both know, sides. the side that you would traditionally hold? It's, it's sharp, sharp on both, on both sides. sides. Yep. 
So this isn't really a tool you could put a lot of power into because uh, so, if you did that, you would be stabbing no, it's yourself. A picture like that French bread, you know what I mean? Like the Texas mm-hmm. toast kind of like deal. It's the entire loaf of garlic bread where you, you know, you mm-hmm. cut it down the middle, open it up. You got the garlic, the Parmesan, the little, you know. And obviously it's been out for a few days, so it's super hard. Mm-hmm. So it's it's less like a steak, and it sounds like it's more like a pick. <laughs> like a so you first you take the loaf. You're mining vampires you club, down there, Minecraft You club style. the vamp in the head. Then you grab it like this, and you push it through his chest. Could you show me how you grab it again? Steve, it's a one-grab movement. I can't. I can't reenact. Show, show me the how you grab it grab. again. Just could. You, could you put your hands up and maybe this time show me what it would look like if maybe the vampire started pushing it more towards your mouth, um, which is where you were holding it, and just like what that would look like, just real quick. That sounds like Stephen. All this talk of garlic bread is maybe making you hungry. <laughs> hungry, horny. Who knows? But. Um, Let's let's move on to our first question. Our first question comes from Ulysses Del Toro from our very own Facebook group, though not in our very own Facebook group. He texted (gasps) me this question, which really makes me think I need to start, you know, maybe saying like I'm not going to hand out my phone number to every single person. Maybe I need to start blocking people. Like if people just feel like they can come to me with their photography questions all the time. Ulysses, this is a community for everyone, not just Steve. Mm-hmm. It's not a Steve yeah. unity. You know what, Ulysses? Maybe other people wanted to know this question. Maybe not just and me. now it's on the podcast for everyone. <laughs> yep. So Ulysses asked, hey, what's the drama on Shoot and Welcome Share? Welcome to the drama zone. So... <laughs> For listeners, we recorded the first part of this episode two nights ago before the uh, werewolf named Comcast uh, destroyed Dustin's internet for the night in uh, what we might call like a rolling wear blackout Mm, mm. wolf um, sort of deal. And uh, so now we're recording two nights later to try to give you guys a complete full experience episode. And in that time, a lot of stuff has changed. There's, We're new there's people. Been, uh, some, We're new some people, dramas, really. News. Yeah. So, Dustin, uh, how much do you know about the drama on well, Shoot considering Share? I'm the one that brought it to your attention, um, thanks to thanks you to someone not. bringing it to our attention, um, it was, I, I just, whatever it was I told you, just that they had posted or that they were silencing people that were posting about Black Lives Matters type related things within comments and they were being deleted and or muted. And mm-hmm. deleted and or muted. And yeah. then they made an apology sort of comment <laughs> that only sparked further turmoil within the group. And then good old, good old Davy J came on to really put the mm-hmm. icing on the cake with an apology tour video, which really wasn't yeah. an apology video. It was just more of an explanation video in his own words, humanizing himself by doing a video <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was, uh, 
It was really a really interesting turn of events. I've always wondered what could crumble a company in less than 48 hours. And uh, now we know. Now we know what what that looks like. <laughs> now we know what it looks like, how, how you so crumble Stephen and I have, a company uh, in less than 48 hours. Or fortunately, uh, decided we are, we are no longer going to be accepting our sponsorship deal with... Uh, shoot and share and pass uh, it's really big of us to not accept the photography deal that was never it's been offered. a silent sponsorship um, you know i want to get out want to get out in front of this and just say like we are really the bigger people here <laughs> like, oh yeah um so so dustin do you want to know um, what really happened so so we we kind of jumped into it no no you got most of it right um so so what I texted back to Ulysses was that the admins started removing people who were calling people out for being racist, basically. And I don't know if this is true because I didn't read through everything, but supposedly several black photographers were removed after saying Black Lives Matter or saying that they um, they felt like, you know, they wanted to take a stand for equality or mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, supposedly those comments were deleted and other people commented about it. And then since then, those comments have been deleted. So it's all been kind of weird. Um, I was going to bed last night because you texted me to see if we could record. And I was like, no. And then I saw this. And then, like, Jen and I got wrapped up, like, uh, on the page reading stuff. And, like, literally we would be reading stuff and, like, Jen would be like, oh, check this thing out. And I'd go on and be like, it's not there. And she'd be like, oh, sorry, I went away from it. Let me just press the back button. And it'd be like, oh, it's not there anymore. So, like, they were, like, actively deleting things as they were going up because, you know, they realized on some level they realized they screwed up and they needed to try to manage their um, – The perception. The their re- literally, they, they were managing were their reality. They, yeah, their their perception. Or what they thought was their reality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, and um, the thing that it, I don't think they realized while they were doing it was literally everything they were doing was making it worse, um, and it was making people more upset. Um, so, yeah, so it, it was bad. But, uh, th- yeah, then, like you said, David J., the founder, he put out a video to address what was going on, and basically he said that while they don't support racism, they also don't support fighting and name-calling, so anyone causing trouble was out of the group. And that's what was going on. So he just wanted to humanize it by letting everyone know that if you were racist or if you were, you know, standing up for the fact that you think everybody deserves equal rights, yeah. same, yeah. same. Both thing people are in the same pass, in the to, same game. Uh, sorry, pass <laughs> shooting chair. Yeah, um, and so then uh, I'm going to pronounce this one wrong, but Tom. Maya Colvin. Um, she's the photographer who runs the cookout photo conference. Um, she uh, wrote a post and just basically addressing the things David J had said in his video. The last time I checked, that was not there anymore, but I'm not 100% like certain the way Facebook's algorithm works. It might've just been since I had already read it, it was gone. And I don't really remember what it said, but she was basically calling David J out for his stance, basically, but by, by like saying we're gonna just keep people from fighting, what they're really doing is like punishing people the same way, whether they were um, racist or you know defending others from racist activity. 
And uh, I believe one person, I don't know if it was Colvin or somebody else, made the point that at no point in time did he ever say, like he said racism is bad and then spent the rest of the time just saying like, but fighting is bad and we don't feel that's a reflection of what God wants for us on this earth. Um, And it was just like, but at no point in time did he say like, but this is a huge problem. We don't want racist comments in the group anymore, or you shouldn't say racist things or black lives matters or, you know, anything that he could have said to be like, we're getting rid of all the people fighting, but you know, also we want everyone to know where we stand on the issue. And so it kind of came off as a, a lot of people I saw were calling it like an all lives matter sort of video where he was making in their mind, the statement that all lives matter. Like we shouldn't be fighting about whether or not black lives matters because all lives matters. That's what people were saying. Um, and I would say, I kind of agree with that. Like it, the video seemed very wishy-washy last time I looked, I couldn't find the video either. That yeah, David I, J. recorded. Was, but I'm sure that like got I said, that could be an algorithm thing when they were trying to do damage control. Uh, still up like seven hours later when Jen and I were looking at it. Cause that's how long yeah. it was between when he posted it and when I became aware of the situation. Um, but yeah, so people, people were pretty pissed and um, I, at some point people were saying that Colvin had been kicked out of the group. And uh, I don't know if that was true or not. Like a lot of people supposedly got kicked out of the group. Um, last night there were 52,000 people in the group today when people were checking, they said there were only 9,000 people in the group. So a lot of people just way left. more than 9,000 in the group. That's 51,000. Yeah. So it was like, if you check, if you check, it says 51,000, whatever. But if you go in, like click on members, it, apparently if you just click on members, it shows a very re- a very reduced amount of people. Um, so yeah, that was weird. And, and it was all very, very bad. Um, so yeah, man, people were really pissed and I, I was pissed too. I'm still pissed. Like, I just think it was like, I don't think it was the the right thing to say. Um, and it kind of came off like, like we're trying to be PC about this and we don't want to make people mad who are racist kind of. And it's like, oh, maybe just don't cater to them. Just maybe just be like all racists are going to get like, if you're making racist remarks, we're going to kick you off. Um, but like f- further more than that, like people were also getting mad because when they looked into it even further, um, I saw people, they had pointed out a Facebook page and it was, that they claimed uh, David J. Lee liked. I'm not friends with David J., so I couldn't check into this. But apparently the Facebook page he liked was um, called, like, I support a some police officer. And it was the police officer who apparently shot Michael Brown. Um, so that that's bad. Uh, and then they also looked into it and they saw that he had liked the Oath Keepers page, which is like a far-right anti-government group. But it's mostly... It's it's less about like being anti-government and more about like we should all be able to have as many guns as possible and that made people mad, which I understand because like there's no reason for people to hoard guns. Um, so that's kind of like what I, all that happened. And then uh, House of Flynn and other um, companies that support the shoot and share contest or had like deals where like you could get like a badge of 
courage for fire and ice or whatever. Like if, cause they did a thing this year where like Facebook groups could integrate with the shoot and share contest. And then like, you'd get like badges. And so it was like this big integration thing. So like house of Flynn and uh, fire and ice and a bunch of other ones were participating in this. So like you got like special badges if you were part of the group and you entered photos into the shoot and share contest and stuff like that. And so a lot of those different Sounds groups like Pokemon. all put out messages saying like, we don't, we don't yes 100 percent, dude it was trying to make like the contest more fun for people and like say like you're already involved in this photography group so bring your whole photography group that you're involved with over here and like we'll we'll do like special things for you because of that it was a cool Until idea for the group, but you know um as a result like most of those most of those uh like facebook groups and a lot of them aren't just facebook groups they're like house of flynn they sell bags and straps i think or something like that for photographers and like so other groups that are centered around another just um people who had like given stuff to the shoot and share contest that they could give away to winners and stuff are all saying we want to pull our support. And a lot of photographers are now saying they want to pull their support too. Um, a lot of people are leaving. Uh, so shoot and share is done in conjunction with pass and VV because uh, David J owns all three of those companies or founded it, right? all three of those companies. He doesn't own them anymore. No. Uh, so he used to be connected to show it and the person who now runs show it and him had a falling out. And at the time they had like show it and pass apparently together. And that guy took show it. Cause it was like his baby, I guess. And David J took pass. So like David J is no longer connected to show it at all. But yeah, no, David Mendoza, former guest on our podcast used to be a designer who worked for David J designing templates for show it for photographers to use back in the day um that's which is something we I talked about when I we had him david on the episode was still... and that's before david mendoza and david j split ways or it, he was on our podcast after they had split ways but he was designing for show it before they had split ways um so shoot and share admins have since gone back and they've begun removing posts again jen was like in the group earlier today and just saw them removing posts this is pretty certain she left the group altogether eventually because it was like it's not worth it to keep up on this we stuff can't, listeners um, because we have to stay a part of this because group why so we can get those sweet yeah. sweet ridiculous questions for you guys oh no yeah no no it's, yeah like yeah full full transparency many of the facebook questions that we had maybe like a year ago deep, came from the shooting chair group like a lot of very dumb questions are asked buried. there um <laughs> i'm actually <laughs> I'm actually surprised. Jen and I are friends with uh, somebody who is employed by Shoot and Share and Pass and who is an admin on the Shoot and Share group and who knows I do this podcast. And uh, not only that, but like I'm second shooting for her. She's second shot for us multiple times. At no point in time did <laughs> she boot me from the group. <laughs> I assume she's never listened to the podcast to know that I was pulling some questions from that group that I thought were funny. I don't pull as many anymore just because I found more groups where more ridiculous questions are asked on Facebook that are more interesting. This is true. But um, yeah, so that was all weird. Um, also, in light of everything that was happening last night, uh, so Andrew Barlow was briefly the CEO of Pass and Vivi and also Agreed, which is like the uh, contract company that's associated with Pass and Vivi that I think. David J might be the head of or something or founder of or whatever. Um, and Andrew Barlow was let go in September. 
or he quit. It's kind of unclear to me what happened, but he's, he left the company in September. And apparently the reason he left is because there were sexual harassment allegations. And apparently that's one of the things people are still very upset about is the way they had handled that situation. Cause they had never been clear with the community about what happened, what was going on. Cause he um, was kind of their like spokesperson in a way. Yes. So, um, so like there's just like a lot of stuff that it sounds like has been building for a while and there was a lot of resentment towards the company um, based on these things that people had been talking about and uh, then it kind of all came to a head with this most recent thing. Um, also explains why Andrew's never responded to my emails. I didn't realize he wasn't with Pass anymore. <laughs> you emailed him about like coming on the show or something or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like that is... Uh, yeah, so that's like a lot. If you, um, I don't know, like, <laughs> do you want to get micro with it, or are we not getting micro with it? Like, what do you mean, get micro with it? Well, so Shoot and Share is a national or global Facebook page, but there's also a lot of. Oh yeah, know, okay, we can get micro with it. There's also, a lot you, of. Are you pointing out to what happened with me in the Shoot and Share Indianapolis group? Is well, that where we're going with this? So shoot and share obviously is a national community. Um, and then there's chapters, if you will, within local cities or regional areas. Um, we don't have one here in Fort Wayne, even though, uh, some people have tried to start them, but they're really worthless without some sort of funding or support from pass or show it or whatever. It used to be show it would fund these groups. And then when they kind of split, there was really no funding involved to my knowledge. Um, never been in charge of one, so I can't say for certain, but, um, there's, there is one in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. right, Steve? Yeah. And, um, people I know were calling to kind of remove their group because a lot of these groups in certain cities are very active. I mean, I okay. know. Okay. Look, what Dustin's referring to is yesterday. At 9.30 in the morning, I got into the Shoot and Share Indianapolis group, and uh, Aldrich Mintz, um, who we should be thanking right now, he signed up uh, to join the Patreon at the uh, $5 tier. Thank you so much, Aldrich. Um, and he, he signed up- $5 of my money, Aldrich. Thank you. So Aldrich uh, gave- Aldrich signed up for the Patreon after we posted in the group about how we're going to give all of our money that we make this month to Black Lives Matters. Um and all the money we make next month to the Trevor Project. So thank you so much, Aldrich, for signing up for that and for believing in those things. Um, really means a lot. Also, it really means a lot that, like, just checking, like, our in- my Instagram feed, almost every single person I follow on Instagram who's in this group, I saw a, like, Blackout Tuesday, like, photo from, like, people were posting their stories in support of the Black Lives Matters movements, and I just felt super proud. But yeah, we can get back. We can get back to the shoot and share Indianapolis thing. So at nine thirty in the morning, I just posted uh, because Aldrich had said in where where he lives, they had done a mutiny in the shoot and share group, their local shoot and share group, and they had Mm -hmm. changed name and kicked out people who you know didn't want to be there anymore. Because a lot of these groups are really good groups. The shoot and share indie group is a group where like we go to look for second shooters a lot. And people go there to look for advice. And um, it's kind of died out the last few years because the people running it don't really invest any time into it anymore. The The person who used to run it before these people took over would like put 
get together, get people together for meetups and do all this like stuff to try to build a community. And like that person left indie, passed it on to these new people and they just, they've never invested that kind of time in it. Um, so I just posted, I was like, any chance we can get a name change for this group and also get David J kicked out. Cause he's listed as one of the admins of the group. And, um, yeah, that was met with, uh, this message that just said, thanks for sharing your concerns and comments. If you don't wish to be a part of shoot and share, I think the best path forward would be to start a separate group. If you'd like to link it here and invite people, you're more than welcome, which just comes off as kind of a... It's kind of in the same vein as uh, David J's kind of non-committal video that he put out where it's like, I don't want to say racism's really bad and tell these racist people to get out. So I'm going to tell everyone just don't fight. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what it was. It was so uh, that was disappointing. I'm not going to name the people who run the group. Just they, I haven't seen them post in the group except for like one time last year when one of them was doing like an uh flat lay workshop or something and it was like you've been running this year this group for like five years and the only time i've ever seen you post is to say i'm doing an educational workshop that you can pay money to be a part of and i was just like i think i'm that was kind of the point for me where i felt like i was done with the group and uh yeah so 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 my wife jen started wife. a new group for indianapolis photographers just called the indie photographer community um and uh, it's close to like a hundred people have signed up for the group now who were part of the shoot and share group. The shoot and share group in Indy only had like 400 some people to begin with. So, mm, so um, you didn't take my, you didn't like my idea and just start a national wedding photography group, which we already have, but then have like local chapters. We have so an international Indy, wedding photography Indy, group called the wedding Indy hangover wedding, already. If you, if you Indy wedding hangover, if you want to start taking the wedding <laughs> hangover group and turning it into local groups, that's fine by me. You run point on that, bud. So that's a, that's kind of to take Louis Novak, the, you heard that. That's kind of to take the whole thing that happened from kind of the, the uh, macro level down to the micro level. So yeah, um, so Dustin, I love yeah. it. So so how do you, how do you feel about shoot and share now and pass and VV? Also, Jen and I use pass and VV. Um, what and do you we, use VV for? I always wonder who uses that. Uh, it's it's like, it's like Animoto. Animoto, but not as good. So yeah, so so we're getting rid of VV because we don't. We don't really need it. Like, Animoto exists, so... No, VV was kind of like Animoto, except it just felt more... It felt it felt more, like, personable, I feel like. And less like, here's your business slideshow, so... Um, huh. And our clients seemed to like it a lot, so that was cool, too. Um, like, what were you using it for, though? That's what I never understood. Slideshows. Like, I never... Basically just puts together slideshows, and we'd send those out to our couples. Um, usually through we didn't do it like in like public instagram stuff it was like here's a slideshow of your wedding um and we'll have your gallery to you later today sort of thing and then they could share mm. that with their friends and their personal facebook page and stuff yeah we probably weren't using it the way they intended for people to use it but like we don't want little slideshows of our photos like we could do video if we wanted videos up so right I don't know. Maybe we'll do slideshows more in the future. Like some of them got good response. Some just got normal response. It's like anything with social media. Um, so 
not everything's like a I always want to do those little teaser things like that for my couples, but I feel like my couples are literally like foaming at the mouth to get their photos, and I'm so busy and like ready to get on to the next thing. They're like adding one more cog in the machine yeah. of getting from start to finish. Well, here's Just, like my idea for like our future couples. Um, we're gonna do like a big reveal. And it's like, we, we want to like tease the photos out of them. And, you know, we're, we don't want to use Vivi anymore because obviously we're getting getting rid of that. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to print the photos out for them. And then we're, we're going to print over it with like these scratch off things like they do for the lotto. So if they <laughs> want to see their picture, they got to get a quarter out and really scratch away. I love the direction of this new Van Elko. This got some good yeah so that way they have like kind of a slow reveal and like they even Call get to a like slow burn yeah they get to like start scratching and they're like mm, am i scratching on the face side or the feet side i don't know what's gonna mm. show first maybe they start scratching in the middle and they're like that was the crotch that was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it wasn't a mistake. I don't know. I don't want to kink shame any of our clients, you know? <laughs> kink shame any of our clients. Yeah, Dustin. Come on, buddy. And then they get done with the first one and they're like, um, this this wasn't our cake. <laughs> and you're like, oh, sorry, that's that's tomorrow's <laughs> meeting. Wow. This is awkward. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. I love the scratch off idea, Steve. I think there's some merit there. Uh, yeah. Just keep us posted on how that goes for you. So, Especially let us know how you find a vendor who can take printed photos and uh, put that, you know, aluminum cellophane material over them. Uh, I mean, I'm working with the, uh, the the lottery company here in Indiana. So, oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sure um, they're It was either them or anyway. McDonald's Monopoly. So, you know, <laughs> I was like, who do I want to go with? And yeah, in the end, after watching McMillions, I just can't trust McDonald's Monopoly anymore. So, Well, and you also... I, in our show notes, you had some brainstorming sessions with other ideas you had come up with too. Mm-hmm. One that I did like that I'd like to shout out that I thought was genius. You were going to make one of those custom puzzles mm-hmm. with your one of your bride's photos and they were going to show up to your house for the big reveal, but you're going to be like, but before you see your photos, you got to put this puzzle together real quick. Uh, well, what I like to do is I have the puzzle put together. I show it to them and I'm like, isn't this beautiful? Boom. And I just drop it on the ground, scattered into a million pieces and say... <laughs> If you want to see it again, better get started. At first, you're like, see, you guys are together like your marriage. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, this is what could happen to your marriage if you don't buy printed photos. Your marriage could fall apart. All of your photos will be printed onto puzzles. Don't worry about it. As a constant reminder that it could fall apart at any moment. And yes, if you reread your contract, you will see in your puzzle contract that you are not allowed to glue the puzzle together <laughs> once it's completed. This needs to be something that can break to remind you of the fragility of life and relationships. The fragility. I love these $10 words tonight. Mm-hmm. Ashley from Rando. <laughs> oh, did you want to talk more about shoot and share or any of that, that stuff? No. no are I'm you good. still in the shoot and share groups? Uh, yeah, I, I like, oh, I mean, obviously this happened Friday. I've been okay, at a wedding time out, all day. I'm going to, that's an edit point. I'm going to wind that back because before you said it, you said, I like, and it sounded like you're going to say, I like shooting chair. So let's just, uh, let's take that from the top. Are you still in the shooting chair groups? Yes. 
I am in all shoot and share groups because unlike some who jump from Titanic, I like to stay with the boat you and ride it see down. how many people go down with it from a purely spectator standpoint. Doesn't, you do realize you will go down with the boat if this happens. Yeah, that's something I'm willing to risk. You're just going to Dr. Strange love that nuke right down to the ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to see if Pass and uh, Vivi get to a point where uh, the ownership is forced out. And who knows, maybe Steven and I will have an opportunity to purchase the company. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll purchase it in the traditional sense. Um, Money is of no import to these people who make companies and sell things to multiple people. What they're really looking for is something irreplaceable, something unique. Something that if you gave away, you would always wish you could have back, which is why Dustin and I are willing to give our our memory of our children's first laughs so we can get Pass and Vivi out from under these creepy racist people. Yeah. You on board uh, with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh very interesting time right now. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna use that Harry Potter magic and we're just gonna whoop. Pull the, pull the memories right out. Put them in a bowl, and uh, here you go. I always thought that was really gross. Yeah, it was. In the books, I was like, "Kind of sounds cool," and then in the movie, I'm like, "It's sort of like he's pulling snot from his ear." Yeah, it is. It's very gross. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Spoiler alert! So Ashley from a random Facebook group says, "A beer fell on my MacBook Pro. It stopped no. working, and I'm pretty sure I'll need a new one." How do y'all feel about the iPad Pro? I think I saw something about them here. How? Sorry, I glitched for a second there. Yeah, you froze. What were you saying? Um, I was saying that I'm uh, getting hungry. But um, I have an iPad Pro, and for a short, brief respite, I had a MacBook Pro. Um, and I love them both. Both had great use factors. Um, but I don't think I would go all in on the MacBook Pro for my editing needs. Why would you say that? I don't know. I just feel like I need the say it. Say, say it like you're explaining this to Steve Jobs' ghost. Dear Steve Jobs' ghost, I don't know if you know this, but the latest innovation in iPad was a stand to turn and a keyboard to literally turn the iPad Pro the opposite of what your dream and your vision was. I don't laugh out of spite of you and your memory and your direction of the company. I laugh out of the pure insanity that that single thing really excited people. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, finally, my iPad is now a laptop. It's sort well, of like the invention When the of, iPad it has a more powerful single-threaded processor than your laptop, a lot of people would uh, be very happy to have their iPad be their laptop, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, if only you could get all of the apps and all of the functionality that I need to run my business. Lightroom's there, buddy. Uh, I use more than Lightroom, Stephen. What do you need more than Lightroom? 
Lightroom's got it I all, use, baby. I use uh, Fundy for my albums. I use Blogstump for my blogging. And that's about it. Uh, I'm going to fix that for you right now. One, Fundy probably has an iOS app, so they probably already fixed that for you. And if they don't, switch to a better <laughs> company because everybody should have apps that work on their mobile technologies now. Two, this one's more important. Um, ditch Blogstomp. Nobody reads blogs. No. You got an Instagram, baby. Gram no, it up. Steve, I, ref- I refuse to give up on my blog. Gram it up. Gram it up. What do you what do you blog with? I just said I I blog with Blogstomp. You do not blog with Blogstomp. You're using Blogstomp to like crush your photos or your blog. Crush. What do you what do you blog with? I, I, I what do I I your website. What's it run on? WordPress. WordPress. WordPress maybe has there was an iOS there. app. No, WordPress has an iOS app. You could upload There was like them. some sort of third party like thing that writes your blogs for you that I WordPress didn't know about. WordPress has an iOS app. Just do your blog posts via the iOS app. Done. And then you can use one of their plugins to crush your photos once they're up. Oh, what we really need is we need JPEG Mini to be on the iPad. Yeah. They're, I'm just going to say it. I use. Wait, Boom. what? Call them out. Yeah, JPEG Mini. Get your asses over to that iPad, baby. Mm. Um, next up, Phantom Have Producer. Have you tried Wait, editing what? on an iPad? Have you tried editing on an iPad, Steve? I've edited on iPhones. You're, 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 Baby you're like Team iPad. You're Team iPad right now, but you don't have one. I have two iPads. I just let my children use them to play Minecraft most of the time. Yeah. That's how much you care about them. Yeah, that is how much I care about them. <laughs> Uh, if the iPads had more hard go, drive space, this is the truth right now. If we the are iPads getting had truth more mode, hard drive space, mm. I would consider using them. So, real quick, tell Steve Jobs why things need internal hard drives and not cloud computing, uh, cloud storage. Steve, go ahead. If I may call you freehand, um, Jobs. You you may not. You may not. I need I need more call storage. Me, call me turtleneck. You uh, me turtleneck. you think you think your cloud storage is um is good. You think iCloud is good. It's and good. It's, it's not. It's, good. it's not you good. Use Amazon yet. Cloud Services. Yeah. You should have brought. You should have bought Dropbox when you had the chance. You you should have offered them more money, and you should have got it that done because Dropbox does a good job. But I don't want to do use Dropbox, Dropbox to get my photos. To my iOS device to edit in Lightroom. Have you ever tried to use Dropbox to import a large amount of photos into your photo library on your iPad or your iPhone, Steve, freehand? Um, it's difficult. It's difficult. And um, it takes, it's time consuming. There's not like a batch download. I don't know if you're aware of this or if your programmers are aware of this. But if, if this is a professional advice, we need more of a batch download. I'm, I know I could use the files app or whatever, but it's just, it feels like, it feels like there's like 20 steps involved right now for me to do this on my iPad that don't need to be there. Insert card into computer via dongle device. <laughs> Uh, Steve, I uh, don't know if you know this, but this is me, Stevie Jobs. Um, Freehand. And 
Dr. Freehand to you. Um, cameras, do your cameras not have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth? Are you not shooting directly to your Apple device that I gave you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm going to change everything. Why I'm are gonna, you still I'm gonna using I'm going to shoot with media. an iPhone. Why am I shooting Why with are you a Canon camera? You got me. You yeah. got me. I, I literally iPad gave and you the tools. Yeah. Literally gave you the tools and you're forsaking me. I'm you sorry. You are forsaking I'm sorry. me and my creation. I'm sorry. Like you asked for a camera. I gave you a camera. You asked for a computer. I gave you a computer. You asked for a camera and a computer. I gave you a motherfucking camera and a computer all in one, Stephen. You know what? You got me there. You want 4K? Gave you 4K. You got not, me there. They didn't have there. 4K when I was alive, and I still reached into the ether. <laughs> I pulled it out. I threw it into that retina display, and I said, let there be 4K. I mean, you could have 4K said, on a PC I need time lapse, with an external Steve, I need time lapse. I threw time lapse in there. You know what? You know what? Have you used a Microsoft Surface, Mr. Jobs? Because <laughs> it's real easy to get your photos onto that. Real easy. Yeah. Yeah. I that's all they have up here in heaven. That's <laughs> all they have is Microsoft services. Apparently we didn't pay enough for that contract. That's all I gotta say. If you wanna write in and tell us how our jokes about iPads not working well are completely wrong because it's super easy, you can send all those emails to info at Dustin dot com. That's the podcast's <laughs> new email address. If that's it's not your email line, uh, maybe it's Dustin at DustinMcKibben.com. You have a catch-all set up for that, right, bud? I don't have any emails. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, All you my can, emails You can DM are... Dustin on Instagram. He's Dustin underscore McKibben. All of my emails are uh, info at Redwood Lane dot uh, Canada, I believe. It's the one I use. Yeah, that's the, the one. Dot Canada. <laughs> That'll get it there. Don't be surprised if you never get a response. I'm just very, very busy. <laughs> I don't care. But he'll, but he'll be very sorry. Oh gosh, you know uh, we can make Phantom all the jokes producer. we want about fake emails, but our listeners are smarter than that, and they'll just jump in our Facebook group and light us up. Uh, okay, fan of producer, fan of producer Louis Novak from our very own Facebook group asks. Is it rude to ask a DJ if they can refrain from using colored lights during the first dance while I'm doing video? Is it rude? Uh, control your own destiny, Louis Novak. It is not rude to ask anyone at a wedding to do anything. I do it all the time. Louis, it is uh, super rude. It's the rudest thing I've ever heard, dude. You want to be a rude dude? Is that the kind of mood you want to set? Rude dude mood? Yes. Rude dude saying. mood. It's, it's very simple, Lou. You go up to the DJ and then you said, ah, uh, Mr. DJ, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, this couple tonight, they went with sort of a unique package for my video setup. They went with the non-alien look. So what that means is I can't have you spill any of that green, any of that blue, or, you know, wait, let me look. Yeah, no fire alien. So none of that red light onto them. I got this thing doing... for you, Mr. Novak. It's me. <laughs> it's me, your favorite DG, DJ. <laughs> Please continue with that. I'm going to put on the yellow lights. I'm going to give them a nice warm glow, just like you like it. Um, Angelic. 
Yeah. And afterwards, you and me, we're going to run over to that table. We're going to steal all them picnic baskets. I know. I know you call them, uh, you, 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 you call those picnic baskets. I call them picnic baskets. You call them wedding cakes. I know how it is. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get that food. Hey, 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 Lulu. That went in a really weird direction there at the end. I don't know what you're talking about. I just I can't believe Yogi Bear came in to talk to us. And he's DJing weddings now. Like Yogi Bear. <laughs> Sounded like somebody from like the Sopranos that maybe was like kind of choking on like a hoagie. Um so just like Yogi Bear, I'm man, I wish I wish people could see this. It's just he ran in, he looks exactly like the animations in the cartoons. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. And I'm crying over here. It was it was it's transformative. So fast. It was so fast. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's what you do, uh, Louis. Don't ever hesitate. You can do the same thing with venue coordinators. If you don't like the way a reception hall looks lighting-wise, don't be hesitate to ask them to turn up or turn down any lighting um, whatsoever. I mean, your job at the end of the day is to make those wedding photos look good and or video. And you have to do whatever it takes to do that. And not all the other wedding vendors have that same goal in mind. Um, and it might not be because of malice. It just might be because they don't know any better. And that's why you're there. Your job is to make that look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if the DJ is like, yo, 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 Louis Novak, you know, I'm here spitting my tunes and you want to come in here and tell me, tell me how to run my lighting? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. I'm going to run green. I'm going to run blue. I'm going to RGB this dance floor. And so, Louis, if that's uh, the case, then that's when you need a second shooter uh, to go up to uh, Mr. DJ and just hold your reflector over his lights. And just say, oh, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to bounce some of that sweet, sweet RGB light uh, away from the dance floor. Yep, that was amazing. Uh, I didn't know there was that Yogi had made it all the way to your house. He's truly, truly he's fast. He's, he's so fast. a fast guy. That wasn't even my Yogi impression. That was like my New Jersey impression. It's it sounded like maybe that Russian bear that's uh, in in the Masha and the Bear cartoons. Like may, maybe maybe you tripped into that one. That one doesn't even talk, but I imagine I he has a Russian accent like that. You know what Masha and the Bear? You is. have a young girl. How do you not know what Ma- Masha and the Bear is? I, if now that you say it, I feel like I've heard Charlie talk about it, but it's not something I've seen. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. If you love the show, please leave and us you, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin is at Dustin underscore McGibbon. And I'm at Stephen Van Alk. We have an awesome Facebook group that you should we join. Do. Just search for it's Wedding like Hangover on Facebook. But better. Oh yeah, yeah. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta. It's like, edge it's like that shoot in. and share without the racism. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, thanks for edging that in, Dustin. If you want to get edged by Dustin more, uh, head mm. on over to the Patreon by going to Patreon.com/slash/wph or go to StephenDustinSaveTheWorld.com. You know that's a great URL that redirects yeah. there too. That's where you get pegged. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's gonna 
peg you and at you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of sweet death. embrace of death. That's right. Next week after you shoot another wedding. Hopefully. That was... Hopefully. Or if you're like me, you shoot two in one weekend. Yeah. And you feel like you're going to die. And one of those you, like, booked, you know? Uh, we probably got into this in the first half of the show, but you booked one of those weddings, like, two weeks ago, so... Via yeah, Facebook. And the videographer, the videographer that was at today's wedding was booked like two weeks ago. Mm hmm. So, yeah, crazy. Was really stuff nice. Happened. I really liked him. I really liked him. I think a lot of people are like, uh, we can't have as many people at the wedding, so it's more important. And that's, that's nice. Man, I can't remember. I feel like this is all ground we already tread over last time. So, Dustin, what's it good? What's it? What's it good? Hey, what speaking, you? What you doing? Speaking of hangovers, mm -hmm. um, now that I'm an old man, like you, um, and I'm shooting weddings. I'm realizing my body is not what it once was when I shot weddings in my 20s. Um, both my weddings yesterday and today had um, something called liquid IV. Have you heard of this? Do you know anything about this? Yes. Is this does this work? It looked like magic. Um, okay. The groom today talk told about me it. How's it, it like magic? The groom told me today it was it's drinking it, which I don't know what it was. Uh, it drinking physically, it? That's what he said. Well, he said taking it. I don't know. I've not looked it up, but he said it's the equivalent of three glasses of water. Okay. Or three servings I, of water. I was apparently, um, yeah, no, dude, I was, I was off. I thought you were talking about the, uh, the literal like IVs that, um, people will hire like a registered nurse to come oh, no, 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 and no, no, put no. like saline like... solution into their bloodstream to ha hydrate them after a heavy night of drinking. Um, which is not super, uh, I mean, if it's a registered nurse, it might be legal, but I, I feel like that's not oh, super looks legal. looks like it's like a powder, like yeah. almost like an, like an energy powder type supplement. You pour it into your drink and it, uh, it's supposed to like ultra hydrate you and, <laughs> and how wedding parties are treating it as like a way to help prevent hangover the next day. Um, and I didn't know if this is something Bullshit. like I Bullshit. struggle. They're not treating it as a way to prevent hangover the next day. That's what they're telling you. What they're really trying to say is we're hungover from last night. <laughs> we're trying well, to yeah. find our so feet that's again. What, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was wondering as somebody um, that struggles to drink enough water on a wedding day, um, because I'm just like constantly on the go. I don't know. This kind of intrigues me. Wanted to. Put it out there to you or mm. listeners. See if anyone else has tried something like this. I, this. I gotta say, my gut reaction to this is no way this works. Um, that's my gut reaction. Um, or possibly works about as well as Gatorade. Um, which Gatorade I love a Gatorade when I'm hungover. So, you know, <laughs> I love a Gatorade when I'm not hungover. It's sugar water. It's great. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I uh, hmm. it just doesn't doesn't seem like something that's gonna work. Seems like like snake oil. That would be my. I do love a good snake yeah. oil. Put it in my coffee every morning. We should leave. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night.
hungry, horny, who knows? Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!